Hello, Rev. All right. So in April, now, if you've been in the new Facebook group, right, we have this new, well, new, I put air quotes, new Facebook group. Um, but there was a poll in that group asking what time would be better for a guest teacher to come in. So I want to talk to you a little bit about who our guest teacher is and why I chose that guest teacher for April right now. Um, which is very ironic because yesterday I really had a day that, um, that coincides with, with why I originally picked this teacher, you know, and went to her and said, Hey, what do you think about, you know, coming in? Um, of course, compensated. That is how, um, I work with all of my guest teachers. And so the money from the Rev, um, plus a little extra is going to go to her this month for coming in. So let's get down to business. Let's get down to brass tacks. So yesterday I had a really, um, wonky day, right? Everything in my life is going so well. I don't have financial stressors. I don't have personal stressors. I don't have, um, professional or personal or financial stressors. Um, I, I just, there's not one aspect of life where I'm like, oh, I got to tackle that. Like that doesn't mean life isn't happening, right? My car went into the shop. I'm a mom. I worry about my kids. The cat's being honored because it's spring and I think she wants a boyfriend and I won't let her out of the house. Like life is still happening. Um, but I feel very confident in all that is happening. So yesterday I'm driving on the freeway and I'm going to, you know, an obligation I have, no big deal. Like it's a good day. I got lithium on, on XM radio, listening to, you know, good old like high school beats. Like it's a beautiful sunny day. The world is beaming down sunshines and kitten farts at me. And all of a sudden in my stomach, core of dread. Oh my God. Things are too perfect. Doom is imminent. Like out of freaking freaking nowhere, right? Oh my God. Like I just get this, this feeling that envelops not just my core, but my heart too. And I start feeling very constricted and feeling a lot of pressure. And so immediately I start talking to myself, like you are fine. You are safe. You know, where is this coming from? I know where this is coming from, right? This is an old storyline that this was the pattern of my life from as early as I can remember. And I know that it was previous to that, that the pattern of my life was things would be going really good. Mom and dad are sober. I get to play with my friends. Life is wonderful. And I get comfy and I put my guard down 
and I'm not walking on eggshells and boom, something happens, right? I walk in the door from school, somebody's gone off on a binger. Now I'm in an abuse spiral. Now there's starvation. Now there's physical abuse, mental abuse, psychological abuse, all the things. Now by six years old, this had already happened multiple times. So you can imagine, you know, how jaded I was at eight, how jaded I was by 13, how guarded my heart was in my teens, how ferocious I was at protecting myself and my then child at 18. When I mean, I am a professional. I will have recovering. I'm a recovering professional wall builder. If you would have approached me emotionally and psychologically in my 20s, what you would have got is you would have approached barbed wire fences with moats, with alligators, with soldiers, with spears, then a brick fortress then guards inside that fortress. I mean, layers upon layers upon layers of not like, oh, you know, onion layers, right? Protection, just peel them back. No, these were aggressive, um, violent, violently aggressive, protective measures. Um, not that I was violent towards others, physically, but I would cut people down verbally if, if I felt like they were threatening to anything that I was trying to hold on to because I was in such survival mode that I knew, I knew that one little iota of an anything was going to take me down. And if it was just me, I've been knocked down and I've been recovered. But now, but now I have this, this little entity, right? I have this little being. Podcasters, I just moved my mic closer. I'm so sorry that that was away. <laughs> I'll let you adjust your sound. Um... And it took me into my mid-30s and a lot of therapy and a lot of work and a lot of continued work, right? The work is different now than it was in my 20s. In my 20s, it had to be all about recognition and acknowledgement, which is why we talk so often about recognition and acknowledgement. And then it was putting those tools into practice, learning how to recover quicker. It was having grace with myself understanding the neurological aspect of this, understanding that while myself and my being are creating the path to my healing, that there is wiring and programs that have been installed that are not as easy as like control alt delete. It's just not that easy. So I'll take you back to 2020. Um, 2020 was very difficult um, on a professional 
and a personal standpoint. I was crisis counseling um, through COVID, which is not something that, it is not that I'm not skilled to do it. It is that it is a bigger uh, emotional and psychological um, on-take, intake, than I was capable of. And you don't recognize it till you're in it too deep. And so I went back to working with my own trauma therapist in 2020. And at that time, I was also heavily involved in a what we would consider a HIT training, H-I-I-T, high interval intensity training um, workout program online because everything was closed down and it was COVID and I wanted to um, make sure that I didn't stagnate and I didn't want my muscles to atrophy. And, you know, I've done this kind of training before. I've done Orange Theory. I've done boot camps. I've done all sorts of things where basically you are wrecking your body and you're exhausted. And like, I mean, we all know the feeling when you go to sit down to pee as women, or, you know, you go to sit down, um, you know, to take your bowel movement, if you are a man listening to this, and you have worked out so hard that it's painful to sit down to relieve yourself, or it's painful to stand up, or it's painful to walk down the stairs. It's painful to try to put on your pants. Um, Sometimes it's even painful to sleep. And, you know, in those high intensity interval trainings, they teach you that that's a good feeling. Now, listen, if this works for you, then 100% I'm not talking to you. Okay. (laughs) I'm, I am about to offer an alternative to people who this is not working for. Okay. Let's caveat that right now. So, I have noticed over time that actually when I do those kind of things, like I might lose weight, um, it's usually about, you know, 10 to 20 pounds. Um, but there is a pain body that stays with me. I never, I never not (laughs) double negatives. Um, I always feel in pain. So where other people might have like pain, build up of lactic acid, they do their thing, they take an Epsom salt bath, they don't really feel, feel in pain anymore, that pain subsides, my pain gets worse to where I'm debilitated. And I was working with my trauma therapist at this time, I'm doing crisis counseling, I'm doing this HIIT training. And um, we discover that HIIT training is exacerbating my psychological pain body, which we're going to get into a lot more in April um, because these stories really are held for members of the Rev. And so why we're here doing a sneak peek, um, I'm not really going to reveal all that. Um, I, I will talk about this more and we will go more in depth into this in April. Um, but the things that we talked about during that meeting and revelations that happened and aha moments that happened and how certain things correlated to other things. And you kind of look at it and go, oh my God, how have I been doing this to myself? 
So we made a choice together in that therapeutic session that I would stop all HIIT training of any kind for two years. And that I would only do mindful movement. That's taking a walk around the block. It's participating in gentle yogas, participating in, you know, you could even do gentle bar movements. You can do B-A-R-R-E, like ballet bar, gentle Pilates movements, um, stretching, things like this. Because again, for so long, when my, and again, we're going to get into this more in April for the Rev members, but what the HIT training did was that it sparked all those neurological places, all those neuro pathways in my brain that were from abuse. And I had to get out of it. And so, yes, make this deal with my, with my own therapist that I will pull myself from all intensive training. And for two years, that's my deal with her for two years, I will be in mindful movement alone. So April's teacher is actually my mindful movement teacher, and it is Dawn Haywood. I'll tag her in this and there's going to be a post about it. Um, Dawn is a certified yoga teacher and um, she um, specifically trains in yin. That doesn't mean she doesn't do other things. She does. She has like gentle flow and restorative and nidra. But this woman and her gift for yin... Yin is a yoga practice, which I'm going to let her um, get us all straight on April 1st. But for me, yin is a mindful movement that allows me to be in my body. It allows me to feel my body not in painful ways that trigger signals from abuse from the past, but in ways which go, I'm doing something that is beneficial for my body and there's no pain involved. Because what happens for me and for many other people, which is why I'm bringing this into the Rev in April, is that due to our emotional, physical, and psychological abuse patterns, that when we get involved in something like a HIT training program or we start running for a marathon and we're like, what's going on? I'm not losing any weight. What the hell is happening? Your mind goes to places it shouldn't go. It is that it, that physical pain is sparking these neuro pathways from the past. And again, that will not spark for all of you. But for those people who are like myself, who tried every diet, who did every workout, again, April is not about a workout or a diet. I'm just speaking from my own experience is that I realized that I was recreating patterns of not treating my body kindly. And that for me to get to my elevated level of healing, that I had to get to a space where I removed things that were painful to my body. I had to remove things that neurologically set off triggers in my body of abuse. 
And I had to focus on loving, mindful movements. That doesn't mean that I'll never retrain for a marathon or half marathon. I love doing that. It doesn't mean I'll never do another mud run. Love doing mud runs. It doesn't mean that I won't ever do another HIT training program. But what it means is that I had never moved my body in a way which sought love first, which sought understanding of my vessel. It was always just work out, do hard things, work out till you puke, and then like go run and see what the number on the scale is. So for April, Dawn's going to be coming in. And again, the money from um, our Rev memberships plus extra is going to be paying her to come in. I apologize for that. No, we are podcasting. Crap. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, so I'm going to have her come in. And she will be live. That's why we did the poll. So she will be live in our group once a week to do this practice with us to show you either an additional way or maybe a new way to practice getting in tune with your body. Um, For those of you who have been through traumatic experiences in life, we will again talk more in depth about this in April. Um, but what Yin has brought forward for myself and what Yin brings forward for a lot of, uh, trauma survivors and abuse survivors of all kinds is that we have a connection to our body that's loving, it's meaningful, it's purposeful. So what is Yin, um, besides being meaningful and purposeful? So you... In Dawn's classes, we get anywhere from like three to five movements, depending on the class. Um, That doesn't mean she won't change it up. I'm just giving you my experience for now. Um, But you get in those poses and then you hold them. And not like um, crazy stand on your head poses. It is like hip opener poses, shoulder opener poses, side bend, things like that, that really make you go, oh, that is a part of my body. How much attention do I give this part of my body? How much love am I giving this part of my body? And we hold it from anywhere to three, from three to five minutes. And sometimes those become a little challenging physically, or they might even become challenging emotionally. Um, And the beautiful thing is that Donna always starts her practice talking about the emotional aspect of yin and what a safe place it is. Um, And it it is one of those places where sometimes you're going to have to come out of it. You're going to have to change your position. You're going to have to shake off the energy. Or if you are feeling strong enough in yourself and supported by your community, allow yourself to lean into that. Allow yourself to cry out whatever emotion is coming up. Um, 
there are certain poses that we do in yin that always affect me and they have a lot to do with shoulders um, and especially my sides because when I am feeling vulnerable, when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling anything, my go-to is to hold myself. And so I know on the podcast you can't see this, but I roll my shoulders in, my rib cage goes in, my back is stretched, like, and I just don't even know that I'm holding myself like this. So it becomes such a practice to open those shoulders back up, pull that rib cage back, really stretch across, you know, our, our chest plate, our breastplate. And it's made me much more aware of my body and really focused on loving my body really for the first time. <laughs> because when you grow up and your body is used for abuse and your body is used for manipulation by others, you lose this sense. And maybe it's because you never had it or maybe it's because you had it and you lost it and you're fighting to get back to it. But there's this disconnect between you and your body because you've learned to disconnect from your body so that you don't feel the emotional, psychological, and physical pain. And I'm looking so forward to diving in deeper with all of you Rev members in April. Um, you know, there are parts of our journey together as a community where you know, we share the deeper aspects of ourselves. We share what we might consider to be the darker aspects of ourselves. Um, even places where we've held shame. And, you know, as the person that is leading the resiliency revolution, I want you to see that I have this same journey as you guys that I go through these motions as well. And I am not one of those people who go, oh, well, you have to have this barrier and you learn about them, but they don't get to learn about you and like keep that distance. And, you know, I want to do things differently within the therapeutic world. I want, obviously, there's always healthy boundaries you as, you know, Rev members hold healthy boundaries. I hold healthy boundaries. But if I'm not willing to give up my own shit, how dare I ask you for the trust for you to give up yours to me? I don't believe in it that way. That's not how I believe in it. Now, sometimes um, can sharing get unhealthy? Sure, there's things like trauma bonding and things like that. I just personally believe that if I'm not willing to come in in moments of my own humanity and share those with you and share why I believe in what I believe in and why maybe that's something you want to adopt for yourself too, then I'm a real arrogant MFer <laughs> to expect that you would ever hand trust over to me. Um, and so I suppose with that vulgar, but compassionate, um, sentiment, we will end the podcast today. 
and I am really excited for April. I'm trepidatious, anxious, nervous, excited to share my own journey um, with body trauma, with pain body. If you've never heard the term pain body before, um, Eckhart Tolle made it kind of popular. Um, but again, we'll talk more about this in April. And I am just sending you all the highest sense of love and gratitude and community today. Um, April will be a emotional hitter, and I'm aware of that. You know, we've done things like scheduling and positive self-talk, which are really, really great. But April's going to be, April's going to be in the heart. April's going to be in the gut. April's going to, we're going to have to rally as a community in April. Um, because this could be very emotional for some of us, for all of us. So, um, my biggest love and gratitude to all the members existing, all the members to come. So if you're ever listening to this uh, three months from now as a member, um, just know that we were thinking about you. I was thinking about you before you were even here. And I will see you all and talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs>